He's like a bottle of water, right? Uh, sure, I could do Maybe that. Arizona iced tea. You never know. Maybe an unsweetened tea. Maybe you never know. Maybe a pretzel. You never Maybe know. some combos. Um, okay, listen. Let's plug real it's quick. It's a real pleasure doing this podcast with you so far. Before we go any further. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just, let's come on. Let's get on top of things here. Um, okay. Shows. We've got shows coming up. Denver. Let's talk about Denver in a second, but uh, that's done. Well, I mean, we're still in Denver. We are in Denver, but the, the Denver shows have passed right. us now. And it feels weird because, like, we were just sitting here recording another podcast the other day. Yeah. This is the podcast for next week. Yeah, but there's and a reason here, why we're we doing this. There's a reason why we're doing this. Why? What is the reason? Well, because we, we got so many questions all right. from the Twitter people that... And thousands of questions. There's still many unanswered. It's, uh, we're all in the same breath and It's here. true. You know, we saw uh, uh, a bunch of Chew Crew this weekend uh, at the Denver show, and one of the Chew Crews said... Are you going to keep reading those questions? Because my question wasn't answered. Okay. And it's like, okay. Yes, we will keep reading questions. Yeah, we're going to do that. <laughs> uh, okay. Do your, do your plugs. Okay. So, um, we got, you know what? This is going to be a feature called, it's Kevin's Plugs. No, no it's our plugs. Dun, 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 dun. Please, let me. They're our plugs. Dun, 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 dun. Kevin's Plugs. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, coming up in a couple of weeks, we will be in Seattle, Washington. That's June 21st, 22nd, 23rd at Parlor Live in the Bellevue area of Seattle. Um, tickets are available now, mm-hmm. but they're going fast. Because mm-hmm. last time we were there, we had a great time. Two years ago. I just looked at it. We were there two years ago the exact same weekend. Isn't that weird? That's weird. Isn't that fucking weird? No, that's not fucking weird at all. That's just the way it goes. That's just life. Oh, is that, now is that what I was <laughs> Yeah, that's, exact, that's you. I'm imitating uh-huh. you. Okay, so Seattle, Washington, <laughs> June 21st, 22nd, 23rd. And then uh, in Portland, Oregon. We'll be in Portland, Oregon in July, July 12th, 13th, and 14th at the Helium Comedy Club, Portland, Oregon. Uh, go to heffernandlemmy.com for tickets. Uh, all the tickets are there. All the links are there. And um, we'll stop there. We'll stop there because we don't know what else uh, the, uh, the summer holds yet. Yeah. But we got those shows. You can get tickets for them. And uh, they'll be great. We're doing some new material. Mm-hmm. New, mater- some new material. Yeah, we tried some new material out here in Denver. Yeah. But first of all, these, I mean, I got to tell you, I love coming to Denver. Denver is a great comedy town. It really is. The, uh, I mean, the, the Comedy Works, both clubs are terrific clubs. Yep. The crowds are great. Let's face it, everybody's high. Everyone's high, but f- having a good time. Yeah. And drinking their faces off. Jesus. Yeah, but even before, even before the weed was legalized here, like, the, the crowds were great. Um, but, yeah, people are partying. You know, it's June. It's beautiful outside. There's Cherry Creek is running right through the city. <laughs> the wait staff there at the club is loving it. They're loving it. Uh, it's just great. It's just great. We've had, you know, we recorded that podcast and we went to our first show on Thursday night. It was packed. Packed. Phenomenal show yeah. for any night. But yeah. On a Thursday, Thursday night, night especially. Geez. It's amazing. And, yeah. and uh, we were competing with sports all weekend, too, which we did a pretty good job of. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, we went up against the uh, the Stanley Cup on Thursday. Right. The Caps won. Spoiler alert. Yep. Sorry. Caps won the uh, DVR the championship, it. right? They won at Ovechkin. And uh, and those, they, they deserved, right? I mean, that's like uh, Vegas is like an expansion team, right? So the Caps they haven't won like 45 years or some shit like that, right? Uh, have they ever won? I don't know. Somebody told me it was like 40-something years. I don't know. Since they I won don't anything. know. I mean... I didn't know they'd been around that long. I'm not a Caps fan. You know, I'm a Rangers sure, fan. I know. And... Uh, but I'm a lover of life, and yeah. I'm a lover of sport. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, uh, it is nice to see such a smile on uh, Ovechkin's face. He's, sure. You know, he's been in the league for like 15 years, and I uh, finally got it. But, you know, if I had my druthers, uh, the Rangers would have won the Stanley Cup. Sure. I mean, but congratulations on. to uh, all Caps fans. It's, uh, Good for them. Uh, you know, they, they did it 
in in proper fashion, including you know being down a couple of games in some some of the series and coming back and showing uh, the desire and the heart to win a championship. Yeah. Oh, and then yeah. also the Golden State Warriors uh, swept their way to an NBA. Title. Oh, that's true. And that we went up against them on Friday night shows. Yeah. And um, I think we won. I think we beat the Golden State Warriors. We did on Friday night. We did. Have you seen the photos from the uh, of the flasher at the uh, Stanley Cup? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Rick Barry showed me last night. Yeah. And. Um, and I thought it was, I didn't know if it was doctored or not, but it's, no, no, it's, it's true. Like, it was a hot girl, and when they were carrying the cup around, she took her top down yeah. and stuck her, Say it, her, 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 breasts. her breasts against the glass. <laughs> yeah. And there are all these pictures of it. Yeah, and, and some of the players are staring at her, at her breasts. Right. Right. And this is all going on behind. Has that gone, like, have they identified this girl? Like, is it? As of is today, it up there, and they've identified who she is. I haven't seen any uh, any identity yet. Okay, all right. But uh, there are many articles about this. This it's woman, a wonderful claim to fame. Yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> hey, listen, but that's that's no different than what you and I have done, Kev. What uh, you and I flashed our way into the hearts of America. We have. Yeah. Where? Uh, in Super Troopers and Super Troopers. Oh too. yeah, yeah. But that's you know they know what they're in for. They're buying a ticket to that shit. Yeah. That's not like you know randos just watching a sporting event and seeing some tits. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I'm that's sure. Weirder. I, you know, I've I've been topless at a at a sporting event before. <laughs> have you? Okay. Yeah. Um, sure what about who flashed something at the Golden State Warriors game? Anybody? Anybody uh, uh, pull their pants down or like that? No, I haven't seen anything uh, about that. <laughs> Any so pictures far. going around with that or what? No. Okay. Sadly, no. Nobody no flashers. Okay. I'm all for flashers. Yeah, you're pro flasher. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, we had those sporting events, but it didn't matter. We still had a great uh, time at uh, Denver. Great shows. Tried great fans. Our, our, great all our new material went went great. New material was good. Yeah. I think people are going to like it. Um, and uh, I guess we'll have to try that out in Seattle too, right? Seattle, and Portland. Gonna we'll do, do, we'll it. do the new shit. Gonna do it. Some new shit up there. Yeah. Um, okay, so that was fun. You get altitude sickness at all or no? No, but it's it's like uh, you know I've gone jogging every day that I've been here, and yeah. like it's amazing what a difference it makes. Yeah, and I, I always forget like when I go for my first jog in Denver, five minutes in, I'll be like, God damn it, am I just like, how did I get super out of shape? Right, and you realize it, you literally cannot breathe in this altitude. I know it. I walked up this. There's these giant stairs over there by the park, mm-hmm. but at the end of 16th Street, when I did my exercise, and I was like struggling up the stairs. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so out of shape. And then it dawned on me, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Altitude. It's the altitude. Blame it on the altitude, baby. Blame it on the altitude. Oh, um, so, oh we're the, done with the plugs, right? Yeah, we're done with the plugs. Oh, Comic-Con. And, don't forget about Comic-Con. Oh, yeah, we're going to Comic-Con uh, on, uh, was it July 21st? Yep. July 21st, we'll be at Comic-Con doing a big panel there for the release of the Super Troopers 2 uh, streaming video on demand and DVD Blu-ray, which is uh, July third is streaming, and mm-hmm. then uh, July seventeenth is DVD Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. People can watch uh, Super Troopers as they watch Super Troopers one. They can watch Super Troopers two on the yeah. comfort of their couch, stoned, stoned, stoned in Denver. Um, I was thinking about it. Uh, my thing when I was out exercising, you know, I I, uh, I think I lost my driver's license. Yeah. I think it. I think it's. Uh, I think I lost it somewhere. Where did you? When did you lose it? Yesterday? Why? Well, yeah. I mean, I. I uh, you know, we went. I went for my little lectures, my little jog, put my shorts on. Yeah. And yeah, I don't carry my wallet around, so I just took the driver's license and a credit card out and put it in my pocket. And then I had my phone, and a bunch of other shit in there. And then uh, I got back here and I realized that it must have fallen out of my pocket. Because, you know, I'd stopped to get a sandwich at one point, and then you stop at the front door of the building, and 
use your keys and all that shit. You know, I was like, there's somewhere on my exercise. I left with it, and I didn't come back with it. And so my driver's license is out there somewhere. You have to, you have to think that, like, what if you were a fan yeah. and you found Kevin Heffernan's driver's license? Right. Well, they know where I live. They know where you live. But would you, uh, I mean, like, if you found, who's your comedy guy? Like, who's your comedy idol? Uh, Steve Lemmy. Okay, so yeah. if you found my driver's license on the street, yeah. would you mail it back to me? Yeah. Or would you keep it? No, I think I'd mail it back and then, and then try to maybe barter for something in maybe return. Maybe curry a favor? Yeah, maybe a nice poster or something. Yeah. Um, because, uh, I mean, there are a couple, a couple of things that have possibly happened where uh, somebody must have found it yeah. by now, and either they uh, were... A, were kind of a kind person to try to figure out how to get to me, like mail it to the address. Sure. Or they were some sort of person who looked at it as an opportunity mm-hmm. to have a, a driver's license that they could use for some nefarious reason. Sure. Uh, or it's like, you know, down in that Cherry Creek, you know, one of those homeless guys found it and keep it for a souvenir or something. I don't sure, know sure. Wipe his ass with it or something. Maybe so he's know. cutting up some cocaine with your driver's <laughs> license. It is. I don't know. It'd be cool um, if like some like eighteen year old kid found it and is using it as like his fake ID. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, and so I don't know. So it's out there somewhere, I guess, because uh, I've searched everywhere. I don't have oh, boy. it. Boy. So it looks okay. like Kevin's making a trip to the DMV. What's up, DMV? We should do a podcast from the DMV. We're great idea. Anyway. Great idea. I'll see you there. <laughs> It'll be a good one. You can just come and, and do it with me. But uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. If anyone in the Chew Crew found it, just <laughs> Jeez, this is desperate. Just send this it. Is a email it to the address on the thing, and I'll uh, I'll send you a poster. Okay. Huh? How's that? That's a good deal. That's great. That's a great fucking deal. That's Come on. That's great. Um, all right. So we got these questions, right? We got uh, like one thousand fifty questions or something. Shit like I've that. got them all here. I got all these questions here that we're okay. going to answer today. And so people wanted some some questions, and we're going to answer their questions. Okay. Shall we? Yeah. Kevin, where's your driver's license? I don't fucking know. Okay. Good. Good question. Good answer. <laughs> Okay, this one comes from Lewis Kern. Okay. At, at sweet underscore Lou underscore Kern. Okay, sweet Lou Kern. Sweet Lou Kern. Love he it. says, if you could potentially dreamcast your favorite celebrities to play yourselves and the rest of Broken Lizard in a movie about Broken Lizard or in a reboot of one of your movies, who would you and Kevin cast to play each other and the rest of the guys? Oh, boy. Okay. Well, uh, I would cast The Rock to play me. Yeah, I was kind of thinking that we would go with uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Oh, to play to me? Play, yeah, we play you. Short to play you. That's, she's a woman, though. That's okay. Oh, I think I'm. I think I like The Rock. I mean, you've better. had like you know, like Kate Blanchett played Bob Dylan in a movie. Like you could certainly. I like The Rock idea better. Uh, no, but you know, see, here's the thing, though, Kev. We, you know, we need a funny fat guy. Uh, in the Broken Lizard story. Okay. You know, The Rock is not really that. I mean, I saw, I saw. You see that one with the fat kid? Yeah, he's a fat kid in the beginning. Great, yeah. But great scene. He's in the shower. But I was thinking maybe dancing. Paul Walter Hauser, who played uh, Lonnie Lelouch. Sure, the Farver counterpart. He could just play you. He could play me. Yeah, but that's too. That's too. You know, too close. Okay, so Harris, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. No, that's a woman. Susan Boyle. No, that's a woman. it's weird how you, how many famous uh, females look like you, Kev. Uh, I guess so. I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, I don't know if anyone could play me, man. I don't know if anybody has any. You, there's a whole laundry list. Like there's who? Who would play me? The Mooch. We get the Mooch to play you. I was thinking Ryan Gosling. <laughs> no, I was thinking David Arquette or sure. um, Freddie Mercury. Or who's the guy who plays Freddie Mercury? Uh, uh, Mr. Robot? Yeah, the guy from uh, iRobot. No, Mr. Robot, right? Yeah, yeah. He's playing it. Ro- Ro- Romney? Zane. Zane. I can't remember. I don't know. Okay. I remember. 
Uh, but Romy anyway. Malko, is that who you're going to say? Uh, Romy Malko could play you. Um, Romy Malko, he'd play Shandor Sekar. I would get Shandor Sekar to play you. That would be kind of fun. Um, okay, well, for the other guys, then. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, to play Soder, I think what I would do is I would get um, Tim Allen and Roberto Benini to fuck each other and have a child. Okay. And that person would play Soder. Tim Allen and uh, Benini, Roberto Benini have a love child and that actor would play Soda. He'll play Paul Soda. Okay, I like that idea. Good. Okay, with Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Good. That's Farva. Uh, Stolhansky, I was thinking um, Aaron Carter. Okay. I was thinking more of like a Leaf Garrett. Okay. Maybe the guy who plays House. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hugh Laurie? Hugh Laurie. He can play Stolhansky. Oh, that's a good call. Yeah. Okay. Hugh Laurie. <laughs> <laughs> um, with a British accent. Yeah. Play Stolhansky. And then uh, and Jay, I was thinking it's it's a toss up for me with Jay. I think okay. Either we, we could get Captain Crunch, a Captain Crunch. Jay. Yeah, you know how Captain Crunch has those eyebrows that are up on his hat. <laughs> okay, that's kind right. of the way I view Shandor Sekar. Okay, all right, eyebrows on the hat. But if we're gonna okay. go with a human being, I'd say we could get Donald Glover to play Shandor. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I was thinking more like an Aziz. Okay. Maybe an Aziz to play. Well, Shandor see, Sekar. here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. I think that with Jay, a higher voice. A higher squeakier voice, and they're they're about the same uh, in bed too. I bet. <laughs> uh, but I think I think Jay desperately wants to be black. Yeah, I, everything I hear from him is that he's just he's trying so desperately to be a black man. Well, he's uh, he's he's very indignant about the fact that he was not uh, considered to play Lando Calrissian yeah. in the new Han Solo movie. Yeah, he was he was lamenting that, and I think you brought him back to, to earth with your uh, with your facts. Yeah, my fact, my big fact was that. He is currently older than Lando Calrissian was in uh, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Uh, not Empire Strikes Back. In, uh, yeah, Empire, yeah, Strikes, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, Empire Strikes Back, right. He's, he's older than, uh, than Billy Dee Williams was then. Yeah. So and that's... The, and so the, I, the young version. Yeah, so I was like, how are you going to play the young version when you're older than the guy, you know? And he shut the fuck up when I said yeah, that. Yeah, but he, he... Jay was mad when you dropped that fact on him. <laughs> he didn't like that at all. He gave you a look. Uh, and it's funny. But it's funny. So it's like, I think it's similar in like... The idea that we had about casting Anthony Hopkins to play O'Hagan in Super mm-hmm. Troopers 2 mm-hmm. uh, is I think we'd get Donald Glover to play Shandor Sekar okay. in The Broken Lizard Story. Well, I think he does a pretty good... Uh, I think Glover does a pretty good uh, Billy D. Williams as Lando Calrissian kind of impression almost in that movie, Han Solo. So I think he would be... It would be fun to see him do a Chandra Sekar impression. Yeah. Because uh, I think he's probably got the, the chops would, for it. What would your Shandor Sekar impression be? Ah, uh, it's like... Uh, it's kind of like a down Kermit the Frog, uh, Kermit yeah. the Frog voice. Yeah, it's right here in the back of your throat. Yeah, uh, I, uh, yeah, that kind of thing. Okay, that's the best I got. That's it. That's pretty good. That's but I guess good. I could play him. Sure, if you wanted me to. Is that what you're saying? Want me to play him? Uh, you want me to play Jennifer Sackar? Okay, I'll do it. Yeah, you do it. Okay, this one comes from Jeremy Ryder at J Ryder six seventy. Do the lice really hate the powdered sugar? Do the lice really hate the powdered sugar? Now that's a line from Super Troopers. Yeah. One. Yeah, Super Troopers. The lice classic. hate the sugar. Uh, I think they do. I don't think lice like sugar, but I mean, uh, you know, I don't know if it's ever been scientifically tested, if that's what you're asking me. Uh, yeah, we have no idea. We don't do any research. The we only scientific fact... I know about lice, though. I know a little about lice, you know. like I lice you are, do, it's dirty a, fucker. No, it's like, you know, it's a, thing of, it's a thing in the world of California children these days, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because the lice, they just, they just move on, you know what I mean? Kids' heads touch kids' heads. Have your kids gotten the lice yet? They haven't gotten the lice. Okay. Yeah. They will. But it's, it, I mean, my wife has, has been doing this thing now where, like, she only wants to wash their hair once a week. Yeah. 
Because apparently lice are more attracted to clean hair than they are to dirty oh, that's hair. That's absurd. That's like your stupid other thing. No, you know what? <laughs> Fuck you, Heffernan. You and your stupid. Is that? Is it? I mean, come on. They, they have nothing to do with clean hair or the dirty hair. They you eat, know, my wife they eat is this stuff on the scalp. Good. My wife is actually usually pretty good with that. You know, she has a PhD in pharmacology. Okay, but you just said the lice are more attracted to clean hair. That's what she says. How, how is that even logical? I don't know. I'll find out, though, and get back to you on it. I bet, I bet you'll be surprised. I'll bring it up with my wife. I hope she's correct. I'm going to shove this up Good. your ass. Good. Okay. If you guys were put... Uh, this one com- Is that it? Is that it in the last question? Well, how, we got 20 fucking questions. How, <laughs> I how much time do I spend on it? I thought you had 1,050 questions. This one comes from Holden McShay, at Holden McShay. If you guys were put in a battle to the death, which one would be the first to break down and offer the other sexual favors in exchange for their life? So how, how does that play out? It's like, we're about to death, and I want you to stop killing me. I'm like, I'll suck your dick. That kind of thing? Is that what we're saying? Uh, Who would offer to suck the guy's dick? Yeah, I mean, I guess it's, it's, I, it's a strange question. Because, I mean, I suppose it just means the loser would be the one to offer. Because the winner wouldn't. I mean, here's the answer. I would, I'd kick Heffernan's ass, but then I'd offer to suck his dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it would be? Yeah. I'd be like, have, Why? I'm, like, out of the goodness of your heart? I'm sorry or? for kicking your ass. <laughs> oh, you feel bad. Indulge me. Got it. Indulge me in in uh, performing oral sex on you. I'd mean, be like, okay, I guess so. I guess fine. I lost, so what do I? What can I say? Winner's choice. Sure. If that's, <laughs> I guess that'll make me feel better about losing. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. This one comes from Celtics thirty three at Cooch C U C H four seven three three. Going Correct. retro on this one. If you guys could only read one porn magazine for the rest of your life, what would it be? I'm guessing Heffernan is a Jugs guy. Oh. Are you a Jugs guy? Uh, I don't know if I've ever seen an, uh, a Jugs. I mean, I, I, was, I've, I know of it, and we've joked about it in the past, but... It's a big boobs uh, oh, It's a big boob magazine. Okay, now, like, is the modern-day Jugs magazine, like, fake tits, or is it real tits, or is it, what's say, the whole well, thing? That's a good question. I'd say it's like... Uh, like they must allow fake tit into it, No. I think so. I mean, they definitely have, like, big naturals. Sure. Which are, like, just big, you know, non-augmented breasts. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, there's really a site for everything. Sure, I know. That's why I'd go to something like a, like a magazine called Clown Car. You know what I mean? Okay. And it'd be, like, a bunch of, like, how many naked clowns can you fit in a car? Is that your thing? That would be my magazine, yeah. Okay. And then they would pile out of the car. Is there uh, what's the clown what's, car? That's my favorite porn magazine. Clown Car? Okay. Yeah. What is, uh, is there a name for people who like to fuck clowns? Um, God, there's, there must be uh, uh, bozo uh, bonk boffers. <laughs> sure, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What's your uh, magazine? Uh, I well, I was going to answer seriously and, just, and say Playboy. Oh, okay. I've always been a Playboy man. Even though, although they put the nudity back into it, is the nudity back in Playboy? I think they went back, but I, I mean, like were... you're saying that that would be your porn magazine because it doesn't well, have any nudity. You in know, it. everybody knows about me and Playboy magazine. Oh, and the subscription. Easy now, easy now. Um, I won't go into it again. Yeah, God. but uh, you know, I, I often when I was a kid, I even I read the articles uh, back in Playboy. Yeah, but if it's not, if it's no longer a porn magazine, then it doesn't fall into this question thing. Um, oh, that's that's a good point. Um, if it's a you know men's, uh, you know. Health and fitness type magazine now. That, yeah, you know, it doesn't matter. Then I suppose I'd 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 go jugs. Fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go with jugs. <laughs> All right, let's see. Okay, this one is a serious question. Whoa. This one comes from Thomas Wortham at T Jones Film. Okay. Based on your recent pods, it sounds like you're writing Tacoma FD yourselves as opposed to opening a traditional writers' room like most TV shows. Is that true? 
Wow. Could you walk us through that decision? It seems like a lot of work without a writer's assistant or any other help. Wow. I think somebody's angling for a job here. Sounds like a job interview right there yeah. to me from uh, T.J. Jones. Can you walk us through T.J. J- T. Thomas Wortham at T. Jones Film. T. Jones Film, okay. Um, well, Thomas, we actually are uh, in the process of hiring writers uh, to having a traditional writer's room. So that uh, is your walkthrough on that decision. And uh, yeah, well, but now it's uh, now everyone's gonna send a resume in. We've already hired writers. It's yeah. not. We're yeah, not no, no, we we're have. not in the process. We've done it. Yeah, we have. We've done it. And uh, we're gonna uh, have a very small writers' room, given our budget and our, our circumstances. But uh, and we've also done a lot of the work already. Yeah. Uh, in terms of you know, having material, but uh, but yes, we will have additional writers on this show. Yeah. Anyway, so there you go. Um, okay, this comes from Chris. Is that, was that all he wanted? That's all he wanted. Okay. I think he wanted a job. Oh, he did? Yeah. Okay. Chris Corlino at CCOR76. What's the secret ingredient? Clearly, people, if you don't know what this question means, this is a reference to coconut pizza paella. And the secret ingredient is coconut. Hey, coconut? Yes, goddammit, coconut. Mm. Yeah, coconut. Uh, one of the one of the most fun scenes to shoot. I felt like because because uh, Bill was Bill Paxton was so into doing that scene. Yeah, because you know, like that's behind the veil of Coconut Pete. He's in his kitchen. He's cooking shit up. He's making some of his, his favorite dish. And so Paxton did that. Like he was in there. He was ch- he let, he's, he was a good cook, I guess. And he would yeah. chop his shit up. He was chopping all that shit up, and then yeah. he. He whipped that coconut at that wall like four times, and then on one of them he smashed the clock on the wall. Yeah, and that's the take that we used. It's funny because so the the two guys who play the waiters, or I guess the the the, the kitchen guys in that scene were actually the real life waiters at the hotel in Mexico where we were staying and filming. Yeah, and they were the only two guys uh, that were, you know, basically we shut down the whole the, the resort. Yeah. And we paid for it, obviously, but like, uh, but those guys stayed on, and so like the kitchen was still operating for us, for the crew, and uh, we asked those guys if they wanted to be uh, in the movie, and obviously none of them had had prior acting experience. <laughs> sure. And uh, but it, those guys were super awesome guys. They're great guys. Um, you know, they could get you anything you wanted. <laughs> let's just say that. And uh, we had a great time shooting that. And yeah, when when Bill the first time he smashed the coconut on the wall, those guys were shocked, yeah, to say the least. They, I, I think, um, you know, not having any acting training or prior experience. Yeah. Uh, I think they laughed, though. They did laugh. Because they just didn't expect it. Right. You know, there's something like when you're acting with somebody and, like, you're with a professional actor and you've never acted before, you don't realize that, like, in the moment, that shit's real. Yeah. So, like, him throwing that fucking coconut against the wall, that's real anger. Absolutely. And uh, It's also one of my favorite lines in any of our movies. After he throws the coconut. Yeah. He's like, what, do you think Eddie Money has to put up with this shit? Yeah. I mean, the Eddie Money line is my favorite. Yeah. One of my favorite lines of all time. I also liked the wardrobe. I liked the, uh, the robe he was yeah, wearing. the kimono. It was very <laughs> colorful. Uh, rest in peace, Bill Paxton. Yeah. And, uh, what a but, great, great scene, though. What a great scene. And well delivered. Oh, my God. It was so fun watching him and uh, watching him shoot that scene. It was, it was late at night, too. We had that scene. Late at night. Yeah. He was a little slap happy, too. Uh, Bill was. We had a number of slap happy nights on that, <laughs> uh, on that set. A lot of long days. A lot of long days. 
Okay. This one comes from Hot Randy. Hot hey. Randy. At Brapolito. It's Randy Brapolito. Hey, Brapolito. What up, Brapolito? Hot Randy. Okay. This uh, question, which broken lizard has the coolest pubes? Which broken lizard has the cool? No, I think we have to decide what cool means. Sure, like uh, temperature-wise or just yeah. like good-looking? Well, because I think, I think the majority of us, majority of us have unkempt. Yeah, I mean. And maybe uh, the minority of us has a tailored pubes. Yeah, only one of us has, has a tailored muff. Let's just be honest. Here. Who, you? That's me. You don't think Chandler Sagar has a tailored muff? No. no. I, I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. I don't know. I mean, he may he may be the next best groomed. Yeah. I know when we were shooting Club Dread that he, during the Mangina scene, he definitely he groomed himself for that. Oh, sure, sure. Um, I think I bet he maybe you know whatever. Yeah, but I like bet he, he does. I but yours, like, you got a fucking jungle down there. Well, it's not just a jungle. It's just you know, it's just unkempt. You yeah, it's I mean? wide. It's '70s bush. And Stolhansky's we saw. Remember, we saw oh just God. recently. We were shooting Super Troopers too. And for those who have seen it, there's that scene where we we strap him down in the locker room, we handcuff him, and then we pull his pants down. And we put we were, the idea is we're going to shave him, yeah. and we put the whipped cream on his balls or on his on his dick or whatever. And so um, we were going to shoot that scene, and you know the 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 props person had to put the the props woman had to put the whipped cream on him. Yeah. And uh, he pulled his pants down, and we were like, whoa, I whoa. I couldn't believe it. And we thought that he would have the forethought to maybe clean him up a little bit, a little bit before he presented to the crew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This was, and he didn't. This was the hairiest, mangiest <laughs> mound of pubes I've ever seen in my life. I mean, like, those things, I don't think he's ever trimmed them. Sure. They were, like, like eight inches long. Well, you want to know where he lives. In Minnesota, I know. So it's, it's cold up there, bro. Yeah, but that's you know, why but, you have pubes. But we were like, dude, like, are you t- you're, you present this to your <laughs> wife? Like, do, does she not? Does Babs not object at this muff? But I don't care about. I mean, like, I. To me, it was more of like he was presenting it in public on that day. Sure, and that maybe he should have. It's like combing your hair. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got to comb your hair before you go in public. Yeah, you're going <laughs> naked. You got to make sure everything's looking good. If if you're going on film with it, sure. Um, yeah, and his and his excuse was, I forgot. Which is bullshit. I forgot. He was never going to like that because uh, he's, he's never done it. Stolhansky definitely wins the for the grossest muff in Broken Lizard. Um, Surprisingly, I would say you know second place goes to you and Soder. So Soder, Heffernan, and Stolhansky unkempt. Yeah, and Lemmy and Chandrasek are manicured. Yeah, well, I mean, mine is you know just gone, <laughs> and uh, you okay. know I'll let it grow back in. But then you know it's like um, y- you know I feel like a little a little. Buzz, a little, you know, gross, a shadow, gross. But then, uh, you know, I'm, I'm usually pretty clean. Sure, Sander Secker, I'm not really sure. He might have like a Brazilian or something like that. Yeah, probably. Like he's still got some there. But anyway, <laughs> so that's a good question. Thanks, uh, Randy Brapolito. Okay, next one. Oh, from Ambert Patton at Sleepy Number One. Has Thorny stopped lactating? Has Thorny stopped lactating? I don't think so. I'm sure he has not. I don't think so. Old Johnny Milkbags? Johnny Milkbags. I mean, Jay's Jay's boobs just keep getting bigger and bigger. I think. Oh, I think he's been working out though. Has he? I think he's been trying to lose some weight, so maybe they're, maybe those milk bags are decreasing. Okay. I don't know though. Yeah, I'm not positive. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Any, and I don't know if there's milk coming out of him still or not. Fun though. That was a fun. We we've talked about it a couple times. That was a fun thing to shoot because what they did. I mean, I don't want to reveal the secrets here because you know. Yeah. But they had to get. They had to make 
uh, prosthetic tits for Chandrasekhar to yep. wear. So he had those nipples uh, in that scene. And so they made them, you know, out of rubber or whatever. But they, it was like a white man tit. Yeah. And then they put him on him, on his dark body. Yeah. And it looked like he had white, white breasts and nipples. Yeah. And, uh, and it's funny because you get fitted for that shit. So they, you know, they come in and they put them on you. And it's like, should we make them bigger? Should we make them smaller? Always a fun process. Always fun. And then he had to wear them around on the set all day long. Looking good. Looking good. You know what I mean? Looking good. So. Okay. So, yes, the, the verdict is he is still lactating. Mm-hmm. Okay. Joe Fletcher at Fletch underscore lives 24 says, who Fletch lives. has the biggest entourage on a broken lizard set? Oh, brother. I think it's you. Uh, yeah, maybe. I think it's you. Cause My family always turns out. Your family comes out, and your fa- people don't know this. Extended I mean, family. Your family is gigantic. <laughs> right, your family, right. I mean, it's like. What do you mean? What do you mean by that? Gigantic? I, what I mean is. In like, number, you mean? Is, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, okay. I mean, you know, look, let's okay. be honest. Okay. You're a bigger, you're a bigger uh, boned family also. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, you can always spot the Heffernans on, uh-huh. the, uh, on the set. And this is, you know, very respectful. Yeah, sure. Thank you. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you're. You know, we're like your third cousins are showing up yeah. on set, and they come. The, the, the Irish people they don't believe in bagging anything. So, like, I mean, every one of these families has like thirteen children <laughs> bagging anything. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so I think it's you. Um, I would say you're probably right if you just mean like family members coming to set, right? Yeah. Well, none of us has any like, like, a, like a, chill guys or anything. Like sure, that, or like a that show up. Like you don't have an entourage. No, no. Like you don't. If you want, well, I guess we're our own entourage. We are. We we are. Right. But it's like you know, like some movies hear about, like oh, to go and speak to the actor. Yeah. First, you have to get through their entourage. Right. Because they got a guy who is running interference, right. and that guy's got his crew around him, and then like boom. Right. You know, you get an audience with this actor, but but uh, with us, no, it's it's. Uh, what about any of your visiting? Like, okay, Rob Lowe did not have any anybody with him. No, did he? He maybe run an assistant with him? Maybe, uh, maybe not. Coxie used to. Coxie had an assistant. He has an assistant, right? Um, and he had some family that came too. Here his, and there. I mean, his wife and children. His wife came. and kids came, and uh, but I don't think any of the kind of like uh, quote unquote stars, you know, like Paxton or. Donald Sutherland or Cloris Leachman or any of those folks. Michael Clark Duncan. Nope. No, not not any any no kind one. of entourage. We've never had an entourage situation. Monique, she's kind of got an entourage. No, well, she had her assistant. Okay, and uh, maybe her husband. Mm, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think but so. But no, no, we we haven't had an entourage situation yet. Okay, just uh, just you, just me, yeah. just that for an entourage. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This one comes from Adam at Adam B Hodges. Mm-hmm. Who's your favorite movie villain? Is it the penguin from Batman? <laughs> okay, well, that's, that is a reference to Super Troopers 2. Yeah. Uh, the Danny DeVito scene, one of our favorite scenes. Mm-hmm. And uh, we talked about it last week. Yeah. Uh, about it was improv and stuff like that. And then uh, that was one of those jokes that we, that we all threw in there. And uh, Will Sasso throws it out there. Who's your favorite villain? Yeah. Superhero villain, though, in that thing. Yeah. This that's what it was in the movie. This is just a uh, favorite villain. The penguin favorite from Batman. Villain. You know, I, I'm, I'm a big uh, Hans Gruber guy. Huge Hans Gruber guy. I mean, Hans Gruber is one of the great, greatest all-time villains. Right. We have an episode of the podcast of greatest villains. Yeah. Oh, we um, do. Don't we? Yeah. yeah. And Hans Gruber's on there. Darth Vader. 
Darth Vader's a great one. I mean, you got to go with Darth Vader, right? Darth Vader's great. You got uh, all time you know, great. Villains. I love uh, fucking Longshanks from Braveheart. Sure, great. That that villain never blinked. Right, literally. Like if you go watch Braveheart, watch the King Longshanks, and the actor never fucking blinks. And if it's like. You should play a game and say, like, no, there's no way that this guy is not going to blink once during the movie, but he does not blink one yeah, time. Like, if you did a drinking game to drink every time he blinks, you'd be stone-cold sober. Sober. <laughs> sober. Uh, uh, those are great villains. Who, anybody else? Uh, you know who? I, honestly, I, I, Freddy Krueger always got me. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know how, how you could possibly defeat Freddy Krueger. Sure. And he was terrifying. He right. got me at just the right age. Yeah. We talked about this too because I put the Wicked Witch, Wicked Witch of the West on mine, and yeah. you poo pooed that. But yeah, I totally poo pooed. It's a great villain. I mean, yeah. terrifying as a that, child. That just smacked of like you going down an internet list of uh, of movies. No, films. not at all. I mean, I love the Wizard of Oz, and when you're a kid, you, she terrified. She was terrifying when you're like a little kid. The 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 cackling of her, God, it's fucking terrifying. Didn't we have a debate about the shark from uh, Jaws too? Whether that's a villain? Yeah, I don't know if you had a, Jaws okay. two or Jaws one. Just Jaws one. Okay. <laughs> uh, Okay, here's one. Patrick Mueller. At Patrick T. Mueller. He says, where did Johnny Chimpo come from? Mueller. I love the Johnny Chimpo story. Mueller. Uh, so, you know, we, were, we wanted to have... Uh, we needed somebody to design Johnny Chimpo. And we went to uh, the Bill Plimpton uh, Animation School. And, uh, Bill Plimpton, really? Yeah, Bill Plimpton. Okay. He's, uh, he's a very famous animator. Okay. I didn't know that he had a school named after him, that's all. Oh, yeah. Bill okay. Plimpton. Okay. And uh, do you know who he is? No, he he used to do those like interstitial animations on on MTV. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's a famous animator, but anyway, he's, okay. he's got an uh, an animation school. Okay, and, but uh, we had written the thing. Before we had written that. it. Yeah, it was in the script that it was a little monk, a little monkey. Yeah, but we needed somebody to illustrate to it. create it, right? And uh, we need somebody to do it inexpensively. So we got one of his students, to, uh, Becky. Yeah, I can't remember her last name, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, quiet, uh, unassuming person and you'd never know that something so filthy could come out of uh, <laughs> an individual like that but she designed us Johnny Chimpo yeah. and it was funny then because the first the original makeup artist saw this design and, it ma- and she quit the production <laughs> that's right because cause the makeup artist had to take that design and make the tattoo on the back of the dead woman's back Yeah, and so it was here your job is to put, take this and draw it onto her back and make a tattoo and the woman took one look at it and said, no, I'm out of here. And she Which was quit. ironic because she had also said that she used to work in porn. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah she had some sort of an awakening. She sure did. A moment of clarity. <laughs> right. And decided that she wasn't going to do it That's anymore. That's it. I'm fed up with this. I'm yeah. done. Um, okay. okay. And so what? So she drew that thing and, so, and brought it back to us. And we're like, oh, this is fucking great. And then they animated it. it. Uh, yeah, the makeup artist quit. We, <laughs> then we hired our new makeup artist, yep. Sherry Corn Haber. Yeah. And uh, she was like, "Oh yeah, I'll draw that fucking thing." Yeah, on give me, give me ten of them. I'll draw ten of them. Fuck yeah, it. and uh, and Johnny Chimpo was born, and uh, and is legend now. Okay, if you do say so yourself. If I do, the famous Johnny Chimpo. This one comes from Rad Smibblesworth, at Rad Smib. Okay. Dis for both y'all ninjas. Okay. <laughs> Strangest thing you done put all up in yo assholes. <laughs> now somebody's got to go to that. That guy's Twitter feed and see if that's the way he usually tweets. Yeah. Or if that's just for us. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate it. it maybe, it's seem a, like, maybe it's an imitation of your wife. Maybe. Well, his avatar is like a volleyball player. Okay. So, a girl's volleyball player. So, I'm not sure. Okay. But who knows? Yeah, maybe he's, uh, maybe he's, he's imitating my wife. Right. 
Um, so, Kev, what's the strangest thing you done put all up in your asshole? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. My doctor's ha- finger? I don't know what. Yeah. I, I try to stay away from my asshole. Yeah. And, I, and like I said, I've said this in the past. I don't wish it on anyone. And I, and I ask everyone to stay away from my asshole yeah. if possible. So I don't, I don't really, really put anything in my asshole. I've never, uh, you know, had that thing where something gets lodged up there. You go to the hospital. I never yeah. had that kind of a thing. Yeah. So the only other thing that's gone into there is the, my doctor's ha- finger. Sure. That's it. I think that's the only thing that's ever been in my asshole. Sure. <laughs> uh, I had a camera up my asshole. Oh, to look at your hemorrhoids or whatever. Yeah, like after beer fest, you know, I had I had uh, I had busted a, a a roid up there. <laughs> sure, and uh, I went from all your beer fest. And uh, you know, I mean, the, the, a quick version of the long version is that uh, which we've heard on several episodes. Yeah, the uh, the male doctor had giant hands. I I <laughs> saw his fingers. He was just about. To, he was putting on the gloves, and I sure. asked where the bathroom was, and I never came back. <laughs> and I got a female. Uh, Why are your hands so big, doctor? Yeah. That uh, you just have hamburger see. helper hands. <laughs> yeah, right, like, no, right. no. Uh, but then I got you know I, I've got a female doctor. I I like the size of her hands, and uh, yeah. she stuck a camera up my butt. Right, that, huh. d- that didn't feel too good. Okay, so as a kid, you never stuck anything up there. No, I've never had anything up my ass. Right. Okay. Uh, other than I mean, like I think a, a girl once tried to put her finger up my ass. Yeah. I, I said no. Yeah. Well, you just stopped in the middle. You like, stop, stop, stop. She's stop. well. She started. I said, like, "What? Do you, well, no, no. Yeah. That's not. You yeah. got the wrong guy." Yeah. It's not part of my I repertoire. Appreciate, I appreciate your, you know what you're trying to do here, but it's yeah. not. Uh, well, I think Smiggleworth might be upset with you. For uh, it sounds like he likes to have things in his ass, that, or she. That ninja. Yeah. Okay. This one comes from Dunning Kruger, PE at Wade Hollowell. Who is better, Tom or Dan? Now, th- now he's uh, Wade is referring to a mediocre time podcast with uh, Tom. And Dan and okay, uh, and you've been on that. I've, I don't. I don't think I've been. I've on I've been that. on a few times, okay. and Stolhansky's been on a, a few times. Okay, actually, where, where, do you go with it? Where, where they, no, they're in Florida. Okay. Tom is actually a childhood friend of my wife. Oh, okay, yeah. So then the answer is Dan is better. <laughs> okay, um, they're both great guys. Okay. Stolhansky's been on their podcast. I don't know how the fuck he found his way on that podcast. Okay, got it. But he did. Okay. But it wasn't through me. I didn't. Uh... Okay, Hunter Comack. At Film Chirp. Okay. And I already like that. I already like it. First Pot Fest or Super Troopers 3, where does each lizard lean? Uh, I definitely lean Super Troopers 3 over Pot Fest. Yeah. Uh, just like if, if a gun to your head, that's the one you'd rather yeah. do. Well, I think I could see it better, first of all. Yeah. That's part of it. I could see where we go. And we've, we've had some actually concrete talks about it, which I, yeah. about plot and that kind of thing. I, I like it. I also like. I just envision, and this makes me maybe makes me sound like a pussy here, but I envision, you know how we just did the tour for Super Troopers two, yeah, and it's a it's a multiple month long thing, and there's events, and uh, I just I just envision a pot fest promotional two months to be a, just a clusterfuck, yeah, just a clusterfuck from a point of health, uh, scheduling, events, all that shit, like yeah. two weeks of promoting a pot movie. I don't know. I don't know if I'm into that. Two weeks, Jesus Christ! Like two, two months, I mean. Yeah, two months. Two weeks, maybe. I don't know. Two man. months, I might die. It's funny because like uh, the cannabis culture is really, it's it's like meeting like mean surfers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where you're yeah. like, I thought you were supposed to be like all zen and peaceful, but you're so aggro. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like you go to every cannabis event we have been to, starting with the cannabis cup. To like the High Times Awards, to you know some of these things we went on for the uh, the Super Troopers Two tour. They're really aggressive sure. about shoving weed into you. Yeah. And, you know, I had a guy who 
put a glass shotgun in my mouth and blew my head off. Yeah. And didn't warn me it was going to be so unpleasant. Sure. And that the I thought you would love it. Yeah. And was giggling about it. And, you know, but plus, everyone like wants you to like smoke their product or use their product. And the second you even pick up their product, also the video cameras come yeah, out. Yeah, they want to take a picture of you. Yeah. yeah. So, so um, I, can't, I, I can't imagine what that, what that two months would be like. Yeah. I mean... Uh, <laughs> is that a bad reason not to make the movie? It is a bad reason not to make the movie. But it's, uh, you know, unfortunately, it's something you, you do have to consider. Because it's, it's part of the whole package. I know, but it's not saying we're not going to make the movie. No, I'm we're just saying if you, if you said, if you put a gun to my head, which one would I pick? Yeah. I Sup- would pick Super Troopers 3. Super Troopers 3. Um, I also don't know what my character... I guess I'm Landfill in, in Podfest, right? You're Landfill 2. Landfill 2, okay. So well, we should probably kill you and bring, and bring <laughs> Landfill, Landfill 3 into the equation. But then it's a totally different actor. <laughs> no, you would be triplets, right? I guess we said uh, my twin brother. Yeah. But we could find out that they actually had a third brother. Sure. Sure, separated at birth. Yeah, a triplet <laughs> who's been following them closely. Um, <laughs> and he grows his own strain of weed. Okay, what you didn't say your answer. Uh, I mean, you know, I actually I have a pretty clear vision of what uh, Potfest would be, I think. Okay. You know, I know there's been internal debate, but I've never wavered from my position on what it should be. Um, okay. And I think... Uh, it should be a drama. Yeah, it's, you know it's going to be a drama. <laughs> I'm only doing dramas from now on. I know. I know you are. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, but I know, I, I would... Uh, I think Super Troopers 3 would be a blast. And I think we're going to make Super Tro- or Pot Fest anyway. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think uh, I, I, would, I would like the spectacle of Super Troopers 3. Sure. Um, and then go into Pot Fest. Because you prefer, I mean, is there any of this thing where you'd, and you're going to be Finkelstein then. I well, mean, is that's that a whole other Is that a thing. downside to it or? Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, playing Finkelstein sucked, but like. <laughs> wait, wait, what do you mean by that, though? You're saying. You're saying having to adopt that look. Well, I mean, you know. But uh, it was fun to be Finkelstein, though. It was, oh, it was a blast. I loved right. the character. Right. And frankly, Finkelstein, that dude took me to places that I never thought I'd go. <laughs> sure. It was a great social experiment. But on sure. the other hand, like, it wasn't fun being in Albuquerque and being th- having dudes threaten to kick my ass for no reason every single time I went out. <laughs> sure. That was unpleasant. Um, <laughs> But, you know, look, I mean, now it's like Finkelstein is, is a lot more famous and, you know, it'd be fun to revisit that guy. Okay. For, for six what? months. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but, you, I mean, look, it's, it's, it's a uh, playing Finkelstein is a uni- unique life experience. Sure. That I cherished. I cherish it. And, uh, I would love to see your wife interacting with Finkelstein. Oh, my God. Do you think your wife, and I don't, I don't want to get... I don't want to cross a line here, but do you think she would want to have sex with you as Finkelstein? Like you'd like yeah. a little role playing thing? Please yeah. play Finkelstein. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not, you yeah. Know. You mean you've done this before? We're yeah. reading between the lines. Well, here. because she, she's after Beer Fest. I mean, she was not there when we made Beer Fest, right? Uh, sh- no, she wasn't. So, right. like, so, I met her. Yeah. We. I was hosting a Beer Fest. Okay. After the movie came at out, at UF. Got it. Right. She was in graduate school there. So I'm saying she never met. Finkelstein. She never met Finkelstein, right? But I know she loves Beer Fest. Like the night we met, so she was at the uh, at the after party, right? Uh, or at the event itself. She had no idea what was going on, but she walked in. Beer Fest was playing, yeah, on the uh, on the bar TVs, and she was like, "Man, finally they're playing some good motherfucking shit in this up in this motherfucker." <laughs> That's what she said to me. She was like, for the, "It was the first time she thought that bar might be cool, right?" Because they were playing Beer Fest on. Because they're playing Beer Fest, yo. yeah. My wife is a super fan. Like she saw Club Dread in theaters. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying, that, does that change your decision making process 
uh, perhaps maybe your wife would be excited to have you play Finkelstein. Um, yeah, look, and I, I wouldn't mind having perhaps sex your with my children. wife as Finkelstein. Ah, <laughs> be... oh, my poor kids. I mean, <laughs> you know, my, my kids have endured me as Taddy from Fatty and Taddy. Sure. That was, well, really, that was, that was my older son only because the second one hadn't come along yet. Uh, he did not like me th- like that. No. Um, I don't know if they were crazy about my mustache. I mean, my mustache Super certainly mustache. irritated their skin when, sure. I, when I smooch on them. But... Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, they're used to me looking a lot of different ways. Sure. Sure, I bet. Freeman at Sid in Chicago, S-Y-D, Sid in Chicago. You talked before about the original bad blood between you two after taking Kevin's coat. How long did Kevin hold contempt for you? Was there an incident that caused him to change his outlook on you? Yeah, you know, uh, Kevin uh, didn't want me to be in, in uh, Charred Goosebeak. <laughs> and I know he didn't want me to be in the fraternity house. Um, but... Uh, um, you know, I think it was working together uh, in our first Char Goosebeak. I, I, I think you and I writing the Socrates and Plato sketch really... Uh, that definitely did. That had a lot we to do with We started to enjoy it. each other's company. Because it was kind of like there were all of us and we kind of like everyone paired off to start writing sketches and you and I decided to write the sketch. Yeah. I don't even know why you and I. Was it our idea? Uh, and how was it our idea? I think I thought... Were we friendly enough to have an idea together? No, I thought Jay <laughs> said that he had an idea for like a, a tough-talking Socrates, or was that you? I, th- I, know I don't think it was Jay, because I think it was me, because I was taking a course okay. at the time. So tough-talking Socrates yeah. sketch. And I think I was taking a course, too, Yeah. Uh, and maybe just said, okay, I'll write that with you. Okay. But anyway, we had a good time, and that became a legendary sketch. Well, we did. We, and uh, I think... Uh, I think, let me think, though, about our relationship, Lemmy. I think it was also more, when we started writing movie scripts, mm-hmm. there are a few movie scripts where you took the initiative yeah. and cranked out the first draft. Yeah. And what was it? It was uh, well, that, Puddle Cruiser. No, no, no. Jay actually was uh, working on Puddle Cruiser. It was called Felix and Suzanne. Yeah. I thought you took that at some point, no? Uh I don't know. I mean, I know that I wrote Greek the first wrote. draft of the Socrates Plato movie. Yeah. Maybe the first couple drafts. Yeah. Um, and that was something. I remember I took, I took off either a week or two from work. Yeah. I didn't have a computer, but you guys had a computer. I came yeah. down and I, and I wrote it at your house. And I remember that. You were sitting in that Jay's room writing at his computer, and we were going out and like drinking and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, we'd you, come back and you'd still be writing. But, like, you, but you and Jay went to, like, took a class. And that's where you met Karen, who was the lead actress in Puddle Cruiser. Because then we went to the bar, Miladies. That, that, all, that was all on the same night. It was the night I finished the first draft of Greek Road. Yeah. You guys had met her at some, like, set, like a class of something a or class. something. Huh. And then we went to her bar. Was like an acting workshop or something like that? I can't remember what it was. And okay. then we wound up auditioning a lot of people, but she won. Yeah. Fair and Square won the part. And for you were a, back writing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, I think that was a good. That was like you know you got the impression that Lemmy had some uh, initiative and some discipline. Oh, so that it wasn't until uh, post college. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, probably I was. I didn't realize he didn't like me. Uh, all probably the, was. All I mean, well, because even uh, you know the first year of Broken Lizard in, in you know New York City, you know you were kind of like a layabout, like a lazy layabout. Yeah, right. I, was, I mean, I was on your couch. Yeah, you're on my couch. That's bullshit, know. though. We were having a great time. We were having a great time, but it wasn't like I was like, oh, that that guy's a go getter. That was never my attitude then. No, no, never. But then there was a point where you started taking initiative, and I was like, okay, you know what? This now, is the new, more mature Lemmy. Now I like him. Yeah. Now I like him. Oh fuck! So 
folks. It's true. This is news to me. It's not news. I to didn't you. realize that Kevin only responded to uh, initiative taking. <laughs> it did. But I'm. Boy, boy, am you, I glad. you became more mature. Boy, am I you. glad. Okay, this one, Matthew Craig Martin, at Craig underscore Martin. When eating French onion soup and salty fries, I appreciate the way he spelled salty. Salty, okay. Uh, with red wine on a snowy day. Ooh, oh, I like this. Red wine Do you go straight day. at the crouton before it gets soggy? Uh, my answer is no. I like those croutons a little bit soggy. Me too. I go at the cheese first. You got to hit that cheese. Yeah. I'll go, I'll go the, the cheese that's kind of... Melted onto the bowl, I'll, I'll, I'll eat that off too before I yeah before yeah. I get into that uh, crouton. Yeah, I mean generally I I go cheese first. Yeah. I just take down all the cheese. Yeah, and then I'll hit that crouton. Sure, and then I'll eat every fucking <laughs> drop of that <laughs> beautiful French onion. <language>. Okay, <laughs> sure. Cody Ruthralph at Cody Ruth Ruthralph eighty six. I would love to hear about Big Helium Dog. You worked with Kevin Smith on this, and I wonder if you guys would ever work together again. Any story behind this movie no one has ever seen, apparently. Wow. Thanks. Well, I mean, that was after we made our first film, Puddle Cruiser, right? And so our producer, Rich Perello, had hooked up with the View Askew guys, which was Kevin Smith and his, his folks. And there's a young guy named Brian Lynch mm-hmm. who had written this movie, and they were putting this, together this movie for super cheap in the way that Kevin's people had done clerks, you know. Yeah. It was like a like a twenty thousand dollar, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like incredibly micro budget. Yeah. And uh we uh were recruited to come and join for yeah, some parts. Brian Lynch had seen Puddle Cruiser, yeah. Maybe at the Hamptons Film Festival or something like Somewhere, that. Somewhere, yeah. IFM. And uh asked us to all to be in the movie. And I think some roles got cut out. Mm-hmm. But uh, you and I I think I played a a, a villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, I think my character was named Hendrix or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And who did you play? The devil. You Phil. Played the devil. Satan. I played. Yeah. Which was fun. Um, but I remember we would we went out to Jersey when it was super low budget. We stayed uh, in the basement of Brian Lynch's house. Yeah. And uh, he lived out in Jersey. And uh, but you shot more days than I. Like I think I shot three total days. Yeah, I shot a bunch of days. And yeah. I never had to spend the oh, night. Oh, I did. I stayed out there. Yeah. I, and uh, we were living in Manhattan at the time, but but Perello was out there and. Uh, and so, yeah, we got there, and it was a fun, like, it had put together, they'd put together a bunch of different people to come in. I, try, I can't remember all of them, but Michael Ian Black mm-hmm. was in it. Yeah. And uh, Gary Delabate, I had a scene with him from, from the Howard Stern show. Yeah. And then Kevin Smith was in it, and, uh, and Jay Muse, I think, had a part in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And you and me and Stolhansky and... Yeah. Jay's uh, part was cut out, right? I think Jay's part was cut out. I think out. he played a movie director, though. Yep. And, uh, and so, anyway... Uh, Brian had a great group of friends and uh, oh, and, and the View Skew people. Brian Quinn, Brian Quinn from Impractical, Impractical Jokers, Jokers. Right, he, he was in it and also a crew member. Yep, he did some acting. Yeah, well, he had worked. For, he was working for View Askew, I think, at the time. Like he yeah. was the merch guy or something for Kevin Smith. I can't remember. Yeah, but that's like how that. that's how he met uh, Q. Right. Brian Quinn. Yep, and so. Uh, uh, yeah, he had this fun ensemble. He had a lot of his friends that were that were uh, you know he made the film with, and he directed the thing, and it was a blast. It was like a it was a very kind of like a sketch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like, it's like one of those like Kentucky Fried movie uh, yeah. type movies. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's totally random. And, uh, but that was like 19, what, 96 or 7, something like that? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And we're kids. Like, you know, I've, seen, I've seen footage from it like we're kids. Yeah, but we were on the older side of the people in the cast. Yeah, you know? we were probably like... Brian was younger. And, I mean, Brian's gone on to great things. Brian's been on the podcast. We've had in Brian the past. I mean, he wrote the Minions movie. He's, he's been a he's very successful. Secret Life of Pets. Yeah, very successful writer. 
Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah. I, it is weird, though. Like, he just found a copy of it somewhere, I heard. Like, yeah. it disappeared and never saw the light of day. And then uh, it's had this legend kind of grow because no one's ever seen it before, yet all these people are in it. Yeah, I would love, I would love to go to a screening of it. I mean, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's incredibly low budget, and it shows. Yeah. Sure. And this is like the days before digital video and all that. Like it's shot on probably like sixteen millimeter film. Yeah, probably. Um, but uh, you know, just a blast, a blast from the past. Good time, Brian Lynch, good guy. Yeah, um, we'll okay. have him back on the podcast. He wants to. We got to get him back on here sometime. We'll get him back on here. Okay, we got two more questions. This is. Uh, I don't know De- if we have time or two, bro. Deanna King at Cynical Mother. Yeah. Is it ever not okay to wear denim on denim? Is it never? Not okay? Yeah. Is that a double negative, right? Is it ever not okay? Like, is oh, is it ever not okay? That's or is it never not okay? Is <laughs> Okay, hold on a second. It's, is it ever oh. not okay to wear denim on denim? Meaning, is there, are there any occasions where denim on denim would be uncouth? Okay. To that I say no. Okay. Maybe, you know, I, I, I actually wrote back to her, uh, maybe in the tub. <laughs> okay. So you're saying you can wear denim on denim anywhere at any time. You know what? In fact, if I ever get invited to the uh, Met Gala Ball, yeah. where you know, Tom Brady wears his clownish outfit, sure, sure, I will go denim on denim. Okay. You heard it here, folks. I will go denim on denim. You heard it here, denim. folks. You go denim on denim often, so what are you talking I about? I love denim on denim. I know. Canadian tuxedo, baby. I know, bro. A.K.A. the Syracuse tuxedo. Okay, last question. Here we go. From Aaron Carruth. Make it a good one. At Reen2000. Okay. Do the characters you guys play come from characteristics of real people you know in real life, or are they completely made up? Hmm. I don't, I don't think anything's completely made up, right? You're always pulling stuff from people in real life. Uh, where do you draw your inspiration for Farva? Oh, that's, you know, it's the complete opposite of me in real life, Steve. So, you know, you have to draw on uh, the less uh, flattering elements of guys like you. Um, oh, uh, and, uh, I'm sorry, Kevin. Why are you attacking me? I don't know. Why are you attacking me? Um, no, I don't know. Farva, you know, we all know an asshole like Farva. You pop a mustache on Kevin Heffernan, yeah. throw some gum in his mouth, and that is Rod Farva. That's where it comes from. They are right. the same then they're an asshole. exact person. But, like, for example, uh, Juan Castillo. Yeah. Where, Juan, did that, where did he come from? He's well, interesting. Juan Castillo is, a, is an amalgamation. Exactly. Yeah. My father and our sign, sound guy, David Alvarez, who we've had on right. the podcast before. Um, you and know, in, in, in accent only or in uh, demeanor? Uh, Juan's personality is my father. Okay. Uh, you know, that's like he's got, he's got my dad's charm. Okay. Um, his accent is mostly my dad, except for uh, David, who I would go to on set and say, read this for me. Because <laughs> David has a fucked up Spanish accent. <laughs> like when he says, and, well, He's from Venezuela. He's from the Canary Islands. Okay, and and he came here as a sixteen-year-old. Yeah, and and right. And uh, when he says like the word "and," he says "ang," right. "ang," like "ang Lee." Right, right. And be like, "And this ang, uh, ang, uh, ang." Uh. <laughs> and so I adapted a, a bunch of his more ludicrous uh, things. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But my dad, you know, my dad says, uh, you know, before any word that starts with an S, he puts an "e" in front of it. So like "e Steven." Yeah. Uh, let's. Would you like to watch the uh, Simpsons? <laughs> right. Okay. Things like that. Sure. Uh, sure. Would you like a, a piece of this uh, salami? Sure. We had a uh, a fan who came to the show last night who was a who really enjoyed was in there whatever, who enjoyed that because she was I think Hispanic and her name was Stephanie and she 
said Stephanie. It, she, she was a Stephanie. Yeah. And when you were doing the imitation of your dad, throwing the eh on the front, she loved that. Yeah, the, my eh subscription to Playboy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, I drew, uh, that was that. I mean, Finkelstein, you know, I, I went to uh, school in New York City, and I was actually one of the only non-Jewish people at my, at my school. Yeah. And uh, so as a result, I spent a lot of time with, uh, with my Jewish brethren. Yeah. And uh, that was kind of like a culmination of all the different uh, accents and personalities I had grown up From your around. But that, but that character was uh, based on my friend Danny Weinstein, right? Uh, who is a very smart guy and uh, who did that for a living. Who jerked off frogs for he a living. He jerked off frogs for a living. Or as he said, he would extract the zygote or something. If, right? you, ever, if you can get your hands on a copy of the DVD of, uh, of Beer Fest, one of the extras is that I went to his laboratory and caught him doing this. Yeah. Uh, anyway, you know, Mac is just me with a mustache and gum in my mouth. Uh, and, uh, yeah. you know, uh, I think I, my character in Slam and Salmon is just me. It is just you playing yeah. a real-life story of you. Yeah. Um, so there you go. All right. Anyway. Good. That's it. Good. The good. We'll, we'll save more questions if we have them. Save them more for the next time. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, and uh, we love your questions. Good questions, you guys. Gosh. The funny ones, the, the serious ones. The ones that spark uh, thought and stories. There are no stupid questions. No. No. Only stupid answers. Only stupid people. Okay. Uh, um, all right, guys. So what are we going to do now? Are you going to chew something on the way out, or what are you going to have? What do you think you're going to eat? I don't know. I'll have, maybe I'll have some of the beef jerky you didn't finish last night. I mean, I bought a, a, like a, the biggest bag of beef jerky. You bought like a Costco size of beef jerky at 7-Eleven last night, and yeah. you ate maybe one piece. Yeah. I was tired. You were super tired. <laughs> <laughs> I was tired. That's the kind of night, though, where you end up with that beef, that beef jerky bag on your chest open. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah. And then, like, you, you, you wake up and there's something stuck on your back. You know yeah. I mean? <laughs> no, I mean, that's, that's kind of the way I felt. I mean, look, you know, when we go on the road, Friday night is our going out night. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in Denver, we, have a, we know a lot of people. And uh, so, you know, last night, uh, and we accepted a shot from the audience last night. We did. Which we never do. Yeah. Um, so uh, turned down a lot of shots at the bar afterwards. Turned though. down many a shot. Yeah, so, but uh, yeah, I woke up. Got to keep it in control, bro. Woke up this morning, walked out here, saw the beef jerky. I was like, oh right, ah, oh, beef jerky. Hit the Seven Eleven, didn't we? Oh, and then you tucked into it. Yeah. So the 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 arcade machine was on. Oh yeah, right. We played some video games. <laughs> we All actually right. did not play video games. We just turned it on. Yeah, you turned it on, and then. Sat down on the couch and it was yeah, over. And, and went to sleep. <laughs> um, okay, what are you eating? All right, you're, so you're I'm eating, going to beef jerky. Beef jerky. Yeah, I'm gonna eat um, my Jamaican, my Jamaican red sandwich from uh, the Chiba Hut. Okay, that's awesome. Um, oh, another plug for the Chiba Hut, huh? Yeah, there is. There's my my shameless plug. Love that place. All right, all right, you guys. Thanks, Chew Crew. Um, that's all we got, right? Uh, yeah, remember to tune in to Tacoma FD in uh, March of 2019. Yeah, we'll see you in Seattle, Washington on the 21st, 22nd, 23rd. Mm-hmm. Heffernandlemmy.com for tickets. Uh, all right, let's shoot on the way out. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, jerky. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, guys. Talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.